0: Welcome back to another episode of Into greatness podcast, where Jolene and I attempt to unravel all the mental mysteries of our lives in hopes of helping you better navigate yours. How's that sound? Love like that. I, yeah. I just made that up off the top of my head. I never plan what I'm going to say to kick these shows off.
1: Right. We're kicking your ass into greatness is what we're doing. So thanks for joining us.
0: Exactly. I'm Jason. She's Jolene. She's the expert. I'm just an average guy with a head full of bad wiring, but together... We figured that we're an unstoppable team of mental health, awareness, support, therapy.
1: Yeah. We together, we actually create a really great like dynamic of how to deliver all of this to you. Because I'll tell you, Jason is a bit of the brains behind all the techie stuff to help get my thoughts and wisdom into your head. So it works. Yeah.
0: And you provide all of the expert professional guidance that I I just, there's no way in hell. (laughs)
1: I, I do not, you know, I, I don't see myself as an expert so much as somebody who has a lot of experience professionally and personally, uh, and, and a nice way to deliver it perhaps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
0: I would say so. Yes. If you've ever followed <laughs> Jolene's Instagram account, like she nails this shit, like you wouldn't believe in a very grounded. And I don't want to say believable because it's all true, but you know what I mean? A very grounded and real way that you just don't get everywhere.
1: Yeah, I don't want it to be jargon. We just want this to be so applicable to your life. So hopefully you're already getting that from all of our episodes here and you can find applicable pieces you can just throw in your back pocket that literally are like grab and go tidbits on how to live your life. Um, Yeah, just more manageably, more joyfully, have more understanding into why you're doing what you're doing, you know?
0: Yeah, the self-awareness thing that it seems so lacking these mm. days for people. I think it's just because the world we've created has just made it hard to be self-aware. You're constantly bombarded by noise, responsibilities, mm. work, family, children, and perhaps you're not able to kind of clue, clue it on who you are and what you've got going on in your life, and maybe it's building some resentment. Do you see what I did there into this week's topic?
1: Boom, oh, segue. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be talking about all things resentment, the shit that pisses you off on a day-to-day basis. It gets that blood boiling yet you don't really say much about it instead you stomp around you might be passive aggressive you might stop talking to that friend you might start avoiding that person at work you might be doing "Mm, nothing's wrong (laughs) to your partner all the places resentment kills the joy in life you guys and i promise you many people are carrying massive buckets of it without actually recognizing that's what it is so we are going to dive into all things resentment. Stick with us because you'll feel much lighter after the episode, and hopefully, you're not going to go punch your neighbor.
0: Which I, I've I've caught myself almost doing so many times. Like it's I know as myself as a human being, and I, I think a lot of it comes from, well, we've talked about in my story being a, cri- a reporter, a crime reporter, and seeing the worst of people on a regular basis. You know, having parents who did not inform me that I was adopted. You know, there's a lot of just resentment towards the human experience. I know in myself, right? And it crosses over everywhere and I catch myself all the time almost doing something I'm gonna regret.
1: Yeah. So if we can just roll into a definition, if we cognitively understand, when I say a word resentment, usually all of us try and seek like, what's the common language? And again, like understanding language is so important. We're all using terms, but do we understand the meaning of them the same way? So resentment, I just wanna read out this definition bitter in indignation at having been treated unfairly. So really it's about that negative emotional reaction to being treated unfairly. And I'm going to add in there to a perceived perceived sense of being treated unfairly okay because we're not always being treated unfairly if people don't really know the rules to our games which kind of will segue into the boundary stuff we talk about in the next episode right so again bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly that negative emotional response now something that we don't validate enough in our lives sometimes is anger sometimes we will say things so often for my clients they'll mislabel what they're feeling and they'll say oh it was a little annoying when this person on my birthday I was like that's not fucking annoying (laughs) that is hurtful and you feel disregarded and it's like all of these things right annoying is like that mosquito that keeps coming and like buzzing in my ear okay this is not your best friend bailing on your birthday or your partner forgetting or things like that right that's not annoying but we will downplay certain things like anger, resentment, those things that could potentially push people away, and we don't validate our own feelings around them, which then in turn means we are not listening to ourselves very much like if your child said, that hurt my feelings, and you were like, no, it didn't. Right, We do that to ourselves on a daily basis the minute we mislabel what it is we're experiencing. So resentment starts to pile up in all of these ways. And often, you know, I talk about this in a, in a workshop that I um, created, and I talk about resentment as the big red flag that you have self-abandoned somewhere in your life, okay? And usually it's around a boundary or it's around saying yes to something you wanted to say no to. It is where you have let yourself down primarily, and if you can start looking at the source of your resentments, you can really start healing them and recognizing where you can prevent them and release them. Okay. So perfect example, everyone. It's 10 o'clock at night. Those of you with families or partners, okay, 10 o'clock at night, your partner's sitting down, they're Netflixing and chilling, and you are like, <sighs> There's still laundry that needs to be folded. There's still lunch kits that need to be packed. There is a shitload of resentment building up, okay? You might feel that in your body. I guarantee you'll feel it in your body, okay? Jason, where would you feel resentment?
0: Oh, I I get all that kind of stuff right in my chest around the heart area.
1: Okay. So that's you know? where resentment is for you. For a lot of people, it's in their stomach. Some people, it's their low back where anger sits. You can feel like you if you really started to get to know your body, I do so much of this work with people. And like, where are you feeling that in your body? You'll know where your go-to places are for certain emotions. Okay. So that right there. So now you can feel that in your body. You're like, I know the situations that are linked to this feeling, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, So what I want to point out, and I'm sorry, I'm not giving permission, permission to people to Netflix and chill, but what I want to point out is the dynamic there where they feel like they've been treated unfairly. Okay. So now that person, I'm not going to genderize them, but that person who has witnessed, Oh, you're Netflix and chilling. And I'm finishing the laundry, packing lunches, taking the garbage out, whatever it be mowing the lawn. Um, and really all I want to do is sit down and rest. The resentment is the source of self-abandonment for not recognizing one's own need that they want to be on the couch to, but instead it's directed at the partner. These are relationship killers. I know I've been in them, right? Oh, um, they happen They're very common. And I guess, you know, the things that save them is when you have enough positive things happening in the relationship that you can... Bail each other out of those moments and you can repair those moments. Right. Um, many of us have been in moments where like there wasn't room for repair in those situations because there was just too many of too many things. Right. But essentially, if you have a healthy connection with somebody recognizing, oh, my gosh, I'm projecting my self abandonment onto you because really you listen to yourself. You recognized you needed to rest and you decided to put the chore on hold. There's a lot of scenarios where the person isn't putting the chore on hold. They haven't actually ever re- accepted responsibility of it. And there might be a misbalance of chores and whatnot. That's another relational issue. But just for the sake of demonstrating this, that could be a really great example of like what they, that person actually is wanting is what the other person has on the couch, you know, or even like I'm missing out on time with my partner now because I'm still doing chores. But if we both did them, we could get it done quicker and spend time together. So that's kind of an example of how resentment might play out in terms of self-abandonment, right? Like, does that does that ring a little bit true for many people? Probably. I would say,
0: yeah, absolutely, right? Because as usually, like, I know with with my wife and I, like, she, I get up in the morning and I got stuff to do. Almost within, I get, I get up and I've got like to get stuff ready that goes up on the channel. I've got you know for all my other work, my my right. online work, I got to do that. But she, she can sit and look at her iPad for a bit and just slowly make the lunch. You know what I mean? And all that. And I'm kind of like, why aren't you just getting ready and getting the lunch? It always gets done. But yeah. in my mind, why aren't you just going one, two, three, four, and then stopping? But she can, she can do that. And part of me is just kind of like, well, maybe I don't want to be so fucking busy first thing in the morning either, right? Like, so it's true. It's true. Like, that's one where it's just, it, it's, it hits the nail on the head.
1: Beautiful. I love that. And I also love that, like, you were coming out from a different kind of gender standpoint, too, because mine was, <laughs> I was, uh, I got to yeah, do right? 10 different things, right? But yeah, that's perfect. So recognizing that piece there. Um, I'm trying to think of some other good examples of, like, oh, especially like in workplaces and stuff, like where resentment might play out in terms of jealousy, things like that. Often, like, places where Um, we're feeling some of that build up. It's like, really, it's just, we're desiring to be in that place and there's something preventing us. Maybe it's lack of courage, lack of speaking up for ourselves, lack of being the person to put your hand up to volunteer first for it and be chosen and things like that, right? Um, And really looking at like, yeah, what do these different forms of resentment kind of bring? And then that passive aggressive tends to be um, what like keeps resentment boiling. If someone has like a big angry outburst, Usually you them like a nice release of your resentment, right? But it's that passive aggressive bit. So now think about your morning and like where that lingers on or the example of the night before, like where that lingers on. Now, I guarantee one partner becomes avoidant. You've now created a dynamic where someone feels like they're doing something wrong. They're going to pretend not to notice so they don't have to address it. By not noticing it, the partner who's holding the resentment now feels unseen. They now feel unheard. They're not validated in their frustration. And that creates this massive divide where like the needs are not met. And if we go back to that definition of bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly, now your wife sitting on her iPad in the morning is somehow treating you unfairly through a result of all of these internal experiences that are happening, eh?
0: Yeah. Oh, big, big time. And you're right. I'd say like most people I talk to when there are issues in, in the marriage that it's stuff like that. Oh, the one sure. person feels they're doing more, or they're working harder, or, you know, they have more chores put upon them or the other person does nothing. And sometimes you're right. There is just some people who just don't do their part.
1: Well, and that's where it's like, you kind of pick your battles around things. And usually that might be because there's an unhealthy relationship. We can talk about codependency stuff there. We can talk about patterns. We can talk about, again, that avoidant and you know um, anxious kind of the runner, the chaser, all of those sorts of things. If you have a good partnership where there's a lot of emotional intimacy, which is important here, do I feel safe saying I'm unhappy without my partner projecting anger onto me, getting defensive, taking it personally, right? So if you were to say to your, to, to your partner, like, Oh, you know, when I look at you relaxing there, it kind of like I get resentment, but it's funny because the resentments at myself for, and again, this is your own self-awareness. Like I kind of wish I could have a bit of a chill morning like that. it's funny that like, do you ever notice me kind of huffing around? Like, does that make you uncomfortable? And she might say like, Oh no, I don't even notice. Or yeah. And that's actually why it like takes me a while to stand up and go to the kitchen and wait for to now go into the bathroom or, you know, things like that. Right. But it would be interesting because there's a lot of scenarios where if that was ever brought forward, you know, there's a conversation about that that brings you closer to problem solve and then both of you advance up the stairway, or there's just this explosion where it's this constant attack right and when you can't ever progress from that feedback. You're just stuck in this loop of resentment, lack of growth, all of that, and those are the ones where there's multiple layers to it and there's probably no emotional intimacy. There's no safety in terms of being able to express self without the projection back. There's a lot of that right. And that's where you have to decide, like, is this battle worth it? Because, again, these can be make or break. It's in a relationship, but they're usually the tip of the iceberg that really demonstrate there's a lot of foundational stuff missing, which sometimes can just be kindness and respect.
0: Right. Big time. I I think any, well, which is like off a bit of a different topic, but any, I think, relationship that lasts any length of time. And it can be any, it doesn't have to be romantic. It can be like French, whatever. has to have that basis of kindness and respect.
1: Absolutely. You know, I was in one for many, many years that I strongly believe now with a lot of awareness did not have a basis of respect and kindness and all of those things, which is actually what I built through my divorce is like, I really (laughs) believe we need to build respect and kindness as co-parents and learn to be friends because I'm not sure we ever were, right? Um, And it's interesting in some of those ways when you actually look at where opportunities for repair are, because people are always going to be um, re-evaluating what's working for them, what's not. We do this on a regular basis with, with cell phone contracts, with TELUS and all these places. I mean, we can't do it with our fucking gas prices right now. There's no negotiating anywhere, but where we can negotiate, we do. And we say like, I don't know if I want to work with this plan anymore. Maybe I want to change it. Maybe this. And then there's this, like, we want to keep you as a customer. How can we help do this? And when we value our relationships, we can do that, right? So like, oh, is this making you resentful? I That wasn't my intention. Or, you know, I noticed this. And then you try and work to repair that, right? But I think, essentially, there's so much fear for people to speak up about the potential of, I feel like I was treated unfairly. There's not a lot of safety in a lot of our employment places friendships, um, relationships, um, where people are confident enough, self-aware enough, and have probably healed enough of their rejection and abandonment wounds that they can speak up without fearing the relationship will end.
0: Oh, huge, from my own experience at the paper, which we talked about, I know I had a lot of resentment, like remember I was mentioning being stuck on the Sunday beat, right? Like, and the crime beat and just, when I would, the one time I went up and said something, it was just like shut down with saying, oh, but you're so good at it. that was the end of the conversation. I know that created lots of resentment <laughs> towards the job, right? Yeah,
1: because you were like, I finally had the guts to speak up. And again, things around like, yeah, now I'm saying I can't do this anymore, which is a hard thing for somebody to actually say, right? And then not being seen, not being heard, not being validated, not being supported. And in turn, like, well, no, that's why you're so good at it. <laughs> like, I'm almost <laughs> going to coax you back into this by tricking you into thinking this is a positive thing.
0: Yeah, but- and that that's carried over into various different relationships that I've had right because you do get a bit gun shy and bringing up something that might be pissing you off you know because it's like what if they just ignore it
1: so much of it you know we're covering so many topics here but this is why I want people to see how um, interconnected everything is right and we need to integrate all of this knowledge into that right into our greatness nicely done done. Um, and because that's how my brain works I'm like it's just like this puzzle where all the pieces kind of fit together right but um so much of this is around, like, what perpetuates the resentment when we cannot speak up for ourselves, be the voice for ourselves in that scenario, say, I feel like I'm being treated unfairly, or it feels like this and have that safe response back, right? Like, sometimes people have not ever had that experience, you know, um, because from a very small age in childhood, so much of this originates in childhood, we are constantly looking to please our external sources for positive regard because. Really, I mean, that's typically when you're getting praise is when you're doing something good. Um, We want positive regard. We want to be likable. We don't want people to leave us, to reject us, to push us away. So when we say to a, let's say, primary caregiver, I didn't like it when you did that. Yeah, how well is that going to turn out? (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. I don't like it when you say that. I don't like it, you know. Um, Yeah, not very well. So we learned from a very young age that like, when I have these feelings inside of me, when this chest pain comes up of resentment, I have to just push that down. So I'm telling you, if you have physiological stuff, digestion issues, IBS, oh my God, once I start doing EMDR work around people, and we start to resolve a lot of what is being stuffed into the stomach area, the ulcers, Okay. Ulcers with resentment, huge ones, IBS stuff, because really you're asking yourself, I love this from like this holistic standpoint, essentially from, this is my opinion, guys. I don't know what the studies say This is what I've seen a lot of, and it makes sense to me, but um, you are asking yourself to digest something that should have never been digested in the first place. It should have been purged. Mm-hmm. Okay, you should have puked that shit out. You should not be digesting it because it was unjust. it didn't feel right. And it violated something for yourself. Maybe it be a boundary. Maybe it was something where you self-abandoned and you did something you didn't want to do any of those things, right? Like, yeah, i will make 76 cupcakes for the the, the cakewalk that's happening for pack fundraiser. And you're like, I don't know how I have two jobs. I'm a single mom and I've got soccer with the kids that day, right? But you didn't want to piss off Susie who you're super trying to impress, right? Yeah. Those kinds of things. You're trying to digest things that shouldn't be digested. Okay. So, when we are looking at physical health and how we store emotions in the body's negative experiences, again, resentment being the negative emotional reaction. Okay. Um, this is going to show up in your body. So, yeah, I want people to think about that now, especially low back pain. Okay. Lots of low back pain stuff, um, which, uh, you know, we'll probably talk about alternative treatments and things like that, but I had a ton of low back issues and I knew so many of them were related to exactly that. They just kept getting pushed down from my neck, my shoulders, all those things until I literally felt paralyzed. And for many years, um, I also had twins that doesn't help too but yeah um acupuncture actually helped a ton with that yeah and accessing where anger is held in those meridians like the liver channel and things like that um but yeah for me I know my low back holds a lot of that stuff so if it starts acting up I need to release and usually the release for resentment and anger tend to be more um active releases so bike riding is a really good one very physical like a lot of um like fast-paced hockey or running or like high impact stuff like yoga that's not gonna mm. that's not gonna release anger that will help create balance and peace but when we need to release anger we need an outlet like the kid screaming like the kid punching the pillow we don't allow ourselves we're socially conditioned not to do that anymore so there becomes a big buildup of it we want that explosive energy of like physically getting it out so um, that's really helpful in processing that
0: out too well that, and that's why i box and kickbox
1: yeah.
0: right Maybe. it's a way to get it out. Of, or run you know sometimes when you have that moment and you're just super pissed off i just put on the, the runners and just go because you just kind of work it out um, like- i've been practicing uh, stoicism a lot and doing a lot of research into stoicism um, which isn't what people think it is it's not a shutting down of emotions you acknowledge <laughs> it you just don't let them to control you Mm-hmm. And it's funny, one of the things that they, the, the guy, Ryan Holiday, who I, I read a lot of talks about, sometimes the best way to stop resentment in a sense is you just got to say no, Yes. either to yourself or to that other person, right? If you don't want to do it, then just don't fucking do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just don't. Like, I think back to that confrontation at the paper, it would have been big, but I could have said, well, fine, then this is my two weeks notice. Mm-hmm. That but- could have been it
1: imagine what that looks like from a social perspective of how we're conditioned to be likable and to be right. So there's this huge piece and it's funny because people who really commit to like self-discipline, prioritizing self, we're throwing out terms like, Oh, look at that narcissist. Right. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I hate that these terms are overused. There are legitimate dickhead narcissists out there, like both genders. Okay. (laughs) Um, But, you know, sometimes when we see someone actually engaging in their own selfish, I'm using finger quotes here, guys, selfish actions of prioritizing self we're like, oh, that's so narcissistic of them. Like, no, do not overuse that word. But absolutely, when you can have the mental discipline and the commitment to yourself to be able to say no, regardless of the rejection and abandonment and all those things, like you are your number one fucking fan and you will be successful if you can keep committing to yourself that way. That is like the ultimate level we're trying to work towards. But we live in a society where we've kind of disempowered people to do that. Because imagine if we were all that empowered to do that. You think the world would be how it is right now?
0: No, it would be very no. different. <laughs>
1: no, exactly. But I also think that like that would mean we were all maintenance in our cars to be top performance. We'd have a whole fucking world of top performance cars, right? Imagine that, but no, we want a couple top performance cars and the rest rat bag pieces of shit doing all the work, right?
0: Big, oh, big time, big, big yeah. time. And that that's like we have right now a society. This is again, just getting off topic a bit, but we're, we're <laughs> passive- <laughs> passive resistant uh, passive risk avoidance is huge. Mm-hmm. No one wants to piss anybody else off and we no one wants to feel uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, and I think actually that's not off topic because that's exactly why a lot of us sit at like in this idle zone. Since, seen as how we're using car analogies I use analogies all the time guys, um, but we're sitting in this idle zone of resentment because We are all capped. I mean, I work in private practice now, so I don't have that cap. The sky's the limit for me. I make what happens. Same with you, right, Jason? Like, Mm -hmm. you create whatever you want in your life. But I know when I worked for government, when you worked for the paper, there was a fucking glass roof over your head all the time. So even if you wanted to dream bigger, you couldn't. And there's so much of our world, we are capped in these different areas, right? And there's like, we get resentment from being limited and confined by things that are out of our control in some ways. So it's like, move to the areas where you are in control or take control back where it was taken from you. And sometimes that is with a no, sometimes that is with a distance. Sometimes it is with a giving up of something. Well, if that means I can't be a part of this club or this, that maybe that's what's best for me. Right. And it includes grief. It includes loss. It includes having to leave things, people, places, and opportunities behind too. Right.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And Like it, cause you know, even with, kind of on a work that even when you're working on a sort of project that you're into sometimes you reach the end of that period where it's it's useful to you you know what I mean mm-hmm. where you just you've kind of burned out on it and even though it sucks you sometimes and I've had to do it with things you just have to step back because it's, yeah. it's not it's not benefiting you maybe it's it's one project too many like I think Matthew McConaughey liked to talk about um you know you can't be good at five things was mm-hmm. so trying to be like an actor and a producer and a family man you just can't so then you got to get rid of a couple of things that you may love to do but you got to focus on the three most important things
1: totally yeah and way. I mean habits of highly successful people and that's what it is you can't dilute it with 10 things you got to chisel it down a little bit too right as you pick up more things i know (laughs) i know and i'm
0: just i said that thinking geez i got to start saying no to a few more things
1: (laughs) Here's the thing they all are starting to align and integrate actually when I look at all the things I've partnered with you on they've all started to align and integrate to a bit of a common goal so yeah. sometimes they are stairs up the same staircase okay so that's the other thing is like having that kind of end point right and i always ask myself like does this move me closer or farther away from whatever that um point is i usually pick like a specific thing each year that i'm focused on um, But yeah, when we are taken away from those things, when we have maybe our top three and there's things in our life that takes us away from them, you know, as a mom, I'm very career driven, but I'm also a fucking awesome mom. And I love that part of my life, but I can start to resent when one steals me away from the other too much, which is why I like fiercely protect the balance in my work life, um, you know, uh, schedule. And that's why I can give and take from little bits here and there. But I know when I've given too much in one area or taken too much in the other, because I really start to get resentful about just how off balance that feels. Yeah,
0: totally, totally. Right. Like if you don't get enough time to exercise, even because exercise is so important to mental health, right? Like,
1: And the resentment isn't even at anyone. If anything, it's about myself and letting myself get carried away or slacking on sticking to the schedule. It might've been adding a couple more appointments or taking away a little bit of this or something, right? Usually that resentment, again, when we go back to like, where did you let yourself down? It's about that, you know? So I think today, like the takeaway is look at what's showing up in your life. Look at what's showing up in your body. Okay. Look at that stomach area, any digestive issues area, low back area, start to explore what resentment look like in your life please start to make that link see if there's anything that starts to blast out there um how you're categorizing anger and resentment are you saying you're annoyed or are you really hurt and offended because be honest with yourself about that you're just going to build more resentment if you don't label it for what it is and and give it that credit right
0: exactly and a couple good techniques for combating resentment is knowing when to say no and also being completely honest not only with yourself but with other people
1: authenticity being able to be your um your most honest voice regardless of what the outcome is the minute you can speak up for yourself truly the outcome doesn't matter anymore because what what the most important part was is you spoke up for yourself that wasn't okay it felt this way suddenly the outcome doesn't matter because you're so satisfied that you finally stood up for yourself or asked for clarification around something or whatever that be
0: yeah Awesome. Well this this was a great conversation on resentment. It ties in oh nicely to ne- next week on boundaries, <laughs> which we will talk about in one week's time right here on the Integrateness podcast. Until then, I'm Jason.
1: I'm Jolene.
0: And we'll talk again next week.